Welcome to episode number 10 of Modern Nomads. I'm sitting here with my buddy Watson inside of his uh, four-wheel drive Sprinter van that uh, him and his wife, Megan, now live in. How's it going, dude? Good. Good. How you good, doing? Good, man. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a while. What, how long has it been? Like a couple years? Two, just over two years. We met at Ocean Beach parking lot. Yeah. With the homeless guy. With the homeless guy, yeah, and you and you had a van at the time as well that you were living out of uh, with Megan. Were the dogs there as well? Oh, uh, we didn't have any dogs then. No dogs. We had a. Uh, but there's dogs now. Dogs now. Um, what are your dogs' names? Poppy, is the uh, Boykin Spaniel. Yeah. And then we have Mooney Muñeca, who we got in Mexico, and uh, she's a Mexican Terrier. And they like the van? Yeah, they love it. This oh. one's... How long is this thing? This thing's pretty big. Inside or out? Uh, I guess outside. Uh, outside, 25. Okay. 25 feet. It's like a little RV. Um, so we're sitting inside in the very back now, which is like a pretty nice, comfortable size dinette area. It would fit like, what, like six people pretty comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, more maybe. Have a Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner in here. And then this extends out. Makes the table bigger. Um, And then that will fold. This is also where you sleep back here. This is like the whole bed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I was designing it, um, there was no real way to just have a a bed full time. Some people do that. Right. Um, But I feel that takes up too much real estate. And then you don't really have... We wanted an indoor... uh, indoor toilet and shower yeah um so when you had that component in which takes up three feet by two you know we had to do it this way um and then you have the kitchen and yeah the stove the sink um a lot of room yeah kind of like cabinets up high you know the sprinter vans are kind of tall so you can stand up in you know, in the van and they're not as wide as like a traditional um rv or anything like that so yeah it tapers towards the ceiling so yeah we were you know so it's kind of like a platform bed so to speak but we were just too tall to sleep sideways some people can do it sideways oh right yeah it's not sometimes when you want to stretch out really it doesn't really work yeah i mean it's a small space already you got to be comfortable so how long have you guys uh so we met in ob and that's actually when my dad was out here my dad flew out from texas and he road tripped with me back to texas um for christmas so it was almost the same time uh uh, in the year it was like end of the year it's like december 15th i think is when we got back so it would have been like december 16th or 17th two years ago that's Um, when we were going to baja yeah and you're going to Baja again now. Yeah. In this thing, um, which is super cool because this thing, when I first saw it, I was just like, oh man, the, you know, the, the adventures you could have, like down to Mexico. The It's lifted, it's super jacked up. It's a pretty beastly sprinter van. Um, looks just badass. So, how long have you been doing, like, the, the van thing? Because, you know, you had this, like I said, you had um, the VW Synchro before. Since August of. 2014 okay yeah so my mom passed away in april 2014 took care of her for a couple years she was really sick with cancer um and it was kind of like a closing of a chapter and opening a new one and 
you know, um, I don't know, I saw that. It's a huge chapter. VW van, uh, started looking into those, and um, just as brings out the inner child in you, you know? Yeah, had you always wanted it? I remember when I was 13 or 14 years old, my friend's uh, uncle uh, in Long Island had a, um, had a Eurovan pop top, yeah. and I was just was like geeking over it yeah. as a little kid like it's, it looks like a little portable fort exactly what it is that's funny I, my dad he just bought a van his I don't know if it's no we used to have a van, a van back in the day it wasn't a camper van but it was a VW like just van again with seats and uh, I love that thing my dad just got a van he was super inspired by like coming and traveling with me in my van so he got one and he's been building it out, and my oh, nice. nephew's been hanging out with him and watching him, and just he's—that's exactly what he said. He's like, "Man, you're right. It's like a little mobile fort." And he's like, "I love it, man." He's a fly fisherman, so he'll go up north and do little road trips, and you know, camp out and in it for a couple of days. But yeah, he loves—he loves the van life. Um, <clears throat> so now it would be a couple years, two years. Yeah, it would. Uh, we came back. Uh, so then, in what was it? March of. Um, so we started in August. It's kind of a cleansing, get away from New York type thing. Um, a way to find a new home, and then went all the way through August through. Um, I think it was like eight, eight months. We came back in March because we, my mom left us our house, so we had to deal with that. Um, tie up loose ends so we came back uh, in March my grandfather passed away and oh, then man. yeah that, that's kind of what happens you live and yeah. you have life and death for uh, sure came back fixed up the house rented it out and uh, that's currently our source of income on the road and um, so yeah that took an entire summer and then went out to um, Megan's brother's place in the Sierras for that winter of 14, 15, um, and then came back and uh, left this past spring. So it's basically we took eight months on, a year off, and now we're um, back on again. For, back on. Yeah, since beginning of May. How long you been? How how long is this trip gonna go for? Do you have a plan, or is it kind of open ended? Or well, it's open ended, and we're gonna go down to you know my dream is going down to Patagonia I've done surfing backpacking down there when I was younger um, wanted to take the van down there but uh, just found out mm, a couple days ago my wife's pregnant yeah <laughs> so uh, kind of what she wants is rules the you know <laughs> what she wants goes so For sure uh, we're gonna have to find a place where she can make a little make a nest nesting what they do best um, and so do you think that's like a little place as in like park this on some land somewhere or would you actually settle down in a little spot? I mean, spot? Th that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but realistically it's probably, probably going to rent a place for six months. Yeah. Um, then I'm looking into tiny homes already. Yeah, for sure. Uh, get a piece of so land right. or find a piece of land somewhere. Stay um, small. Uh, yeah, exactly. Stay small. You know, I don't. It's, I don't need a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, still going up to a bigger, a little bit bigger of a space. I mean, with a child and. Yeah. You know, um, we moved from the Vanigan West Folly Vanigan to this because my wife was like, "Well, if we're gonna keep doing this, right, 
I need a, a closet and I need a shower. Um, it's always the the women that are making us men just you know get more <laughs> things. More <and> things. <laughs> we we're trying to stay simple, but these damn women. Um, so you guys have kind of discussed like once the baby's here, um, would you hit the road again? Um, with, with the I, kid? Yeah, I'm trying to. I was already I've already spent maybe about. 10 hours redesigning taking the indoor shower out putting in like a little jump seat for the baby and uh, you know head back down to you know Central America South America and see you know what that has in store yeah with uh, we've always thought about a um, opening up like a hostel or having a farm having people come come stay there surf camp um, yeah something off the grid um, I don't want to have a nine-to-five for sure. Well, and I mean, if you've got some rental income coming in monthly too, living down in Baja, south of the border, your your money's going to be able to stretch so much further, and you're probably going to be able to save some and put more put away. away. If you're traveling around the U.S. and and not staying put somewhere, yeah, you know, you're. I mean, even if you were staying put, you know, just just shopping and, and yeah, uh, feeding yourself is just it's, it's, it's barely enough. Rent. Um, yeah. yeah, we have to pinch our pennies right here and there. So how was that first trip when we, when we first kind of like met and it was just like, you guys were just around for a day or two. So I, I think literally we just hung out for a few hours, took some photos, um, and then swapped Instagram stories. The guys from the van with no plan, Matt and Josh, they were there. And then, uh, Betty in the USA. Yeah. Matt and, uh, we met up with them again and, uh, we met up with um, Matt and Sarah in Santa Cruz, surfed overly crowded waves. Um, we met up with uh, Josh and his new girlfriend, Cecily. I haven't met her yet. Uh, in Gold Beach, Oregon. Yeah. Oregon's awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that, that was fun. Um, and yeah, what were you saying? Well, the question was like, last time you guys were, that was, was that your first Baja trip? Uh, that was our first Baja trip together. Uh, it was my second. Um, so yeah, we spent um, four months down there practically. Oh, wow. I mean, the van. The reason we got rid of the van again is uh, if anybody's listening, realize those things break down a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, how to I mean, fix them. Uh, you got to know how to fix them. I had a Subaru mm-hmm. engine, so I mean, if you keep it simple, um, you know, sometimes if the parts don't match up, you can overpower it and. Um, you know, but they're old vehicles, you know, yeah. ours was an 86 and, uh, burnt a clutch up down on the beach down there. Um, oh, man. so, um, so what, anything bad happened down there while you guys were? No, I mean, other than that breakdown and then we, uh, so we, you know, the clutch kind of gave way out and we were luckily near San Jose, San Jose del Cabo. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of towed it to a, a shop and then we okay the our insurance um rented a car and basically camped out in arroyo for two weeks waiting for the parts every day going to starbucks seeing where the parts are um so other than that i mean it was uh it was great i mean we we went to started in punta cabras um and did the whole entire uh, coast all the way down to the lower seven sisters all the way down to the wall um, just no roads 
you don't even know where you are half the time and uh you just go south <laughs> yeah and then you just it's beautiful um i mean i love baja I yeah love, i love the ocean the desert you know nobody around um just kind of self-reliant um yeah so we scored some good waves got into spear fishing that's super fun um you have some stuff with you to spearfish this time yeah that's the same same spear gun um yeah it's it's not like fishing where you go out there and you're, you're hoping to catch something you go out there and you're actively going after the fish yeah they don't know what you're doing they're looking at you <laughs> looking at you saying who is this person and there you go you, you know yeah mooney our, our mexican terrier loves fish so i'd go and catch her fish and um yeah it's just a blast and i got into kite surfing in la ventana um that town's really cool uh spend time in Toto santos um, how do you just get into kite surfing i always watch it out here when it's super windy and i'm just like i don't do you have to train on like you train with like a little training kite yeah you train a smaller kite and then just kind of yeah we trained with a smaller kite we just we were just camped up at a beach in la ventana and some guy with a uh, yeah. a vw um maybe a sick a bus uh some hippie guy came down he had his kite stuff set up talked to him he said oh just go talk to bruce sheldon sheldon kites and uh just he kind of sent us on our way that's the beauty of traveling in, yeah. in general and um staying in a van is you're doing kind of things you're not staying at campgrounds and confining yourself you just <clears throat> right. kind of meet all these people all around who just steer you in, in directions that you wouldn't even realize you'd end up in yeah um even though I always knew I wanted to get into it. Um, so yeah, met him, training kite for two or three days. He, you know, did that by myself. And uh, then you do some dragging in the water, learning how the kite operates. Right. And uh, then he throws you on a surfboard with a helmet. Uh, he puts a head earpiece in you and he's on the beach watching you and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, you do some downwinders. The, the, the coast is perfect down there. It's kind of like an L-shaped bay, so the mm -hmm. wind will just blow you. If you if you get blown down wind, which is usually what happens, you guys get blown into the beach. You're not getting like taken, taken out, out take, to sea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then uh, just met up with him again in, uh, in Rio Vista, California. Yeah. Um, which is the head of the Sacramento River. Picked up a setup and head back down there. Right. Because you can do it. Um, there's um, a couple spots or a lot of spots all along Baja where they yeah where it gets it, super windy down there yeah you surf in the morning right and then, and then it's blown out and then then you just all these wind surfers are out or kite surfers Shh. and you just, you just shred the waves and that's so cool no no paddle out no paddle out needed right yeah it so comparison to surfing like easier harder just totally different playing field. I, I mean, I, I would it's say it's a lot it's, more um, core strength than anything. Yeah, and a lot of times you're well. It's there's kite, there's kite boarding and kite surfing. Oh, okay. Are you, you know, are you actively riding waves or are you just okay. tacking back and forth? I see. I mean, um, yeah, a lot of just holding. You know, you're riding the whole time surfing. You're kind of hanging out in the water and catching waves. And okay. um, usually, when you get out surfing, your arms are more tired than your legs. Right. With kiteboarding or kite surfing it's usually pretty equal okay um or you're, you're your upper body's still a little bit more tired you're just tired everywhere yeah. you're, you know you're yeah. this giant kite's trying to pull you freaking up in the air and you're, <laughs> you're trying to use that energy to go forward so 
That's cool, man. I, uh, looks I recommend it to anybody. Yeah, just get so much air. Uh, yeah, I might have gotten like 10 feet of air, 10 but, feet. you know, I'm a beginner. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a big learning curve. Um, but, you know, it's just a nice sport to add. Um, yeah, well, so you surf as well. Um, you got like, what, four? You said you have four boards that you're bringing down with you? Yeah. On the roof? Yeah. Yeah, always surfed. Grew up in Long Island on the water. People always wonder, oh, you're from New York. Like, oh, how do you surf? You know? One of my best friends who I went to Bali with, Steve, he's from uh, he's from New York. He's from the Bronx. He's a, looks like a California boy, but he's, he's like, yeah, I was like the only white kid, you know, out of all my friends is one of the few white kids. But, yeah, he, he rips. He's a great surfer. Um, I have a few friends that are from the East Coast that move out, you know, moved out here. That's probably why they rip, because they move out here. Yeah, well, you know, if you're dedicated to the sport and you want to surf, you know. Yeah, that's... You'll figure it out. So to say anything in life, right? If you're dedicated, you'll become really good at it. Exactly. Yeah. It's a dedicated few out there at the cold water and having to commute and take that, what, you'd take the L and all that with the surfboard. Yeah, my friends would do that. And, uh, yeah, just snowing out and... It gets really, really cold there. I mean, I'd say a little bit colder than San Francisco in the winter time, maybe like 48. Yeah, it was cold up there. I surfed. I didn't have any booties or a hood, but I had a 4.3, and it got to the point where eventually, I just that last week I was there, I couldn't go in. It was just too cold. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, long. just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. near San Francisco. Um, and do you fish at all, or are you just straight spear fishing now? Uh, I brought a fishing setup last time and was I <laughs> took it out on the paddleboard uh, when there were a little the waves were a little bit too big trying to do some fishing off some of the rocks uh, off the point on uh, Punta what is it Punta Diablo or mm-hmm. you know, Seven Sisters and I lost it um, so I just grabbed another rod and uh, yeah we'll go down and do that because my wife needs something to do I mean right. Um, you gotta stay stay busy somehow. Um, yeah, yeah. Baja's, you know, like it, people think about Baja like it's this, you know, this awesome, amazing destination, which it is. But you know, going down and experiencing it all is way different because it's pretty you, inhospitable. You slow, it's very inhospitable, and you your life slows down in such a huge way. And if you're not used to that, it's kind of weird. You know, you really do have to you have to like read a book or you have to like surf in the morning if you don't surf what are you doing you know um, yeah you're you twiddling your thumbs because society has exactly. programmed us to be this exactly go 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 and yeah. spin the wheel exactly so I mean if you're I've talked about this before but you know you can't just be living in a van without having hobbies because you'll become a weirdo uh, you start I don't know you know you gotta gotta be able to surf you know only take so many Instagram pictures every day exactly <laughs> Which photography, you know, if that's your hobby. Yeah. Um, but you know, don't have you don't have to put them all on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, like for me, shooting photos and Viva La Vake, the brand, and just working on that, and um, you know, just taking my mind away from just you know that slower pace because you know, luckily now I'm pretty programmed. You probably are too, and, and I enjoy it. But for some people, it's just like, dude, oh. this is boring, man. Let's go. Well, you need to get into a routine, you know. We went to our friend's wedding in Hawaii, and that was a break from the routine. And um, it was good, but we were glad to get back in the van. 
and just yeah. have our routine and have our you know lentils our lentil curry that we make you know um you know we, humans need a routine whether mm -hmm. it's and whether it's working coming home sitting in front of the tv eating going to the fast food job whatever you need a routine yeah you know yeah and uh this routine's pretty good for sure it's definitely um i think more active um you're definitely more active you know and if you like living an active lifestyle it's perfect because mm -hmm. you don't really think about oh i don't have like a huge house to go back to it's like i just need a place to lay my head and uh make some food and i'm good watch the sunset crack yep. a beer go to bed you know what yeah. else is there i don't need to watch tv till i fall asleep i don't need to read a book you know um by the time my day's done i'm pretty tired and sometimes it's like eight o'clock yeah me too you know especially now with the sun going down so early it's like six o'clock and it's just dark yeah <laughs> you, you feel can, like you need to go to bed you can chase the sun with the you know which is usually what you do van life as it gets colder you go farther south farther south yeah it definitely works out um so this time around same spots there's some spots you hit up last time that you're gonna check out or is it just gonna be like explore new spots and um, hit what you didn't I mean, make last time we talked about i talked about it with you a couple of days ago i'll probably spend more time uh, a little bit more time closer up north maybe check out uh, la fonda mm -hmm. and um san miguel yeah, let's um, not I mean, throw too many names out there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, we'll probably spend way more time down the Seven Sisters area, exploring around there. Um, even though you have to wait for a big swell to come through. Um, spent a week there, and, and, you know, it was great. Just so beautiful. Yeah, and you, you know, snorkel, and you have a paddleboard with you as well. Yeah, we're going to yeah. go over to the, the Sea of Cortez side. You can't really... Uh, not go there yeah it's, um, i heard it's unbelievable yeah so it's that that's where you know all the good i, I mean megan doesn't surf that much or hopefully we'll get her into it a little bit more but you got to keep your your partner happy yeah um or else you know you go crazy as you right. said before if you're not doing something yeah um at least getting some energy out somehow yeah it doesn't make sense it's yeah, not cool. it's... so we'll go down yes uh, we're going to go from um take highway three which i read in a just guidebook and um nobody ever takes that from ensenada to san felipe and then go down highway five to uh um, bahia de gonzaga through there um yeah and then there are a couple little secret spots on sea of cortez that we're going to try to check out it just look great and uh, maybe uh scorpion bay even though that probably won't be working just kind of check that out and yeah, even if it's small, you know, you can grab a bigger board and just get little peelers. Just from what I've, I heard, you have to kind of... Even with... Yeah. have to check it out. I mean, and there's just beach everywhere. I mean, it's over a thousand miles of coastline. Yeah. And it's all desert. So if there's desert, there's no water. Not many people live there. Other right. Other than the small fish camps. Right. I mean, yeah, that's... And that's what's the greatest part about it. Yeah. It's just getting away to, to that, you know, and just, you know, buying... You know, either fishing yourself or buying fish off the fishermen. You know, that's another way to do it. Um, yeah. Well, if they're there, I'm yeah, I'm definitely buying just to support them. You for know? sure. You want to support them. Yeah. Um, and they're usually super chill. Yeah. And uh, throw them a couple surf stickers. They love that. They love yeah. stickers. I always have stickers at the border. Always. For the ninos. 
Um, so, what was I going to say? What are you guys going to eat down there? That's kind of like, because it's not, you know, going down there is not like just road tripping up here. You can't just, oh, let's go to Ralph's or Albertsons um, or Brookshire I mean, or whatever you have. But We cook like 85% of the time. Mm-hmm pretty into eating pretty healthy um and if you go out eating healthy you're gonna spend you're gonna go broke real fast um and even a lot of the communities they don't have healthy stuff you know right um so we'll probably be eating um cooking our own food most of the time um you know um but we do love the street tacos in la paz um kind of everywhere you know fish tacos are, are great um um, we usually, but if we're cooking on our own, um, probably catch some fish, buy some fish, um, side of rice, just yeah. pretty simple, simple stuff, simple beans. stuff. Yeah, yeah, beans, we have, um, beans there, not canned beans, you rehydrate yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, tr- you're trying to occupy your time with something, so right. you have time Cooking to... is one of those great things. If, I, I exactly. really enjoy cooking and, and, um one of the nice things about traveling with someone else like your wife or just a friend or girlfriend whatever is that you know cooking for two is way easier than cooking for one and uh you can get more creative and you guys have a fridge which is uh rad yeah i mean um that's my favorite thing about traveling and, and van life and being this fortunate to you know have the rental income to you know kind of do it and not have to fill my time with work is everybody these days seems seem to be working more and more and more for the same amount of money and you have right. less time and now nobody has time to cook and it's right. like the old way of you know as you said slowing things down right so um it's nice going back to that and just um enjoying life in the slow lane and you start realizing seeing things that you would, would have missed before you know um yeah and just, uh, I think you're also able to kind of um, sort through your mind a little bit more and figure out what's important. You know, why am I mad at this? That's silly. Let's, you know, occupy my um, thoughts with, you know, good things and, and not bad things. And uh, it, it's helped my relationships with my friends and my family for sure. Um, really well, dial gotta... in what what matters. And, you know, like you said, you know, learn to live really simply and... Um, whether it's hard you, to DC, it's hard to it's hard to live. What was that, Yvonne Schuenard? It's harder to live a simple life than it is to live a complicated one. I think it is. What is it that? really? Is. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. It's it's. Uh, I'm at the point now. I had a little garage, and um, I filled up some stuff in the garage with you know extra surfboard, you know extra this, extra that, and now uh, I don't have the garage. The, the lease is up, um, and I'm not going to renew it till next year. So I got all this stuff in my van now. So I'm, you know, constant. It's constant. It's a constant thing. Just you know, learning to live simply. But but with the with the van, the nice thing about living in a van is it it's a physically constraining factor that you don't have when you live in a house. I mean, people who live in houses and they just you, you don't even realize that you're how so much just, you're filling you know, it up. How much you're filling it up, and then lo and behold, mm-hmm. you you have to get a storage unit. Right. You know, and then you look five years down the road, and you're like, whoa, what is? Do I even use this mm-hmm. this stuff? And you're mindlessly. I haven't sat on that couch in 10 years. Yeah, so um, that was nice about my mom passing away, having a yard sale, 
renting the house out, we had to clear everything out. So that was like a real, that was the real start of the new chapter. Yeah, it's like a new life. Um, I totally feel like when I talk about, you know, it's like pre, pre-van life, post-van life. Yeah. As far as my life, you know, it's like before I lived in the van, after I lived in the um, So, I was going to ask you something else. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to mention that kind of, I just realized, you know, you guys are having a baby now. Um, it's going to be really cool to see, like, that transition into, you know, because your life, I think, you know, for me, one of the greatest things that I'll learn from this whole experience, whether it lasts, you know, another year, five, ten years, is that whatever I do next, I'm still going to live a very simple life. I'm still going to enjoy that, and I'm still going to need a lot less to make me happy. So, you know, whatever that next part of life is, it's nice to know that it's not going to be as complicated as you know it could have been you know just yeah. from what i've learned like even with you guys now having a kid you know you're going to be able to take what you've learned you know living simply but now living simply with a kid and like teaching your kid you know you don't need to buy your kid a bunch of toys to keep your kid happy my kid's going to be building his own toys exactly <laughs> you know i hope i hope so um you know that's that's really cool to to kind of just know like for yourself like for for me it's like it's really cool to know in the future that you know I'll be able to teach you know whether it's my nephew or my own kid or um, you know, just less is more you know for, for the most part um, it's really you know, true a lot of stuff to make you happy it's the experiences and the the richness in life if you can take your kid on the road and travel with him while he's young kids gonna be so knowledgeable you know and teach them in different places and be able to yep. speak Spanish and English you know before kids you know are Seven figuring out old. English <laughs> yeah so yeah we're definitely gonna definitely gonna take away all these these lessons that I've learned I mean I wouldn't have we wouldn't have done it in two separate vans if we didn't absolutely love it and you know you have to kind of accept it you have to accept van life to you know some people I've seen live in a van for like eight months and then just kind of mm-hmm. go back to their normal, you know, normal life. Yeah, yeah normal, just complete normal life. Yeah. Um, but I think people who really love it can really see the, you know, the blessing in it. And really, at least even if they go back to an apartment or a house, they actively trying to. Because uh, as you said before, it's easy to complicate your life, especially if you have money to buy things. Um, so I mean, we're I like the tiny home industry I, I'm really into DIY and learning more about construction I mean I designed this whole van and yeah um, did built, a really good job um, built you know I'd say 50 did all the walls all the insulation electrical plumbing propane floors um, the bigger pieces uh, you know I had done for me I can't do metal um, framing metal and stuff but um, just continue that uh, forward yeah, it'd be nice to take what you learned with this and then apply it to the tiny home. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people that have built their own tiny homes that have never had any kind of, like, construction experience or anything. They just kind of... It's a great thing about YouTube. Nowadays. Yeah. And just the gratification you get out of it's doing... Figuring build, it out. Figuring it out and yeah. doing something on your own. I mean, um, it seems, you know, people are... A lot of people in America are ups, upset. They're working for somebody else's dream and they don't have an attachment to 
you know, all the work they're doing. They don't right. get to go home and have this gratification of, well, what did I do? You know, I'm not, that's not everyone, but, you know, um, it's nice fixing things on your own. And it's easy to do, to go the other route and just say, oh, it's easier just to have somebody else do it. And yet you're like, oh, because my time, I get paid this much at my work, and right. if I take my time up, and I'm only charging this guy, my paying this guy worth thirty, thirty dollars an hour, fifty dollars an hour. You're not thinking about the it's, knowledge that you gain and the gratification. You know, these, the knowledge you gain, the money you save. You know, when you're living simply, that stuff matters. You know, um, you have, and, and a lot of times you have the time. You know, yeah, if you're working for yourself, or you have your know, money coming in. Um, it's a complete shift instead of. Yeah, it changes. Instead of like make money, make money, make money, and pay people to do everything for you, it's just mm-hmm. trying to slow everything down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a. I think it's, it's what screws up a lot of rich people when they just become rich very quickly. Let's say you inherit a lot of money, or you win the lottery, you're gonna go broke fast because um, you know you have all this time now to do whatever the hell you want. And a lot of time is you just do what you're used to doing. It's spending money. So yeah. and then you that spend money more of it. You spend more of it. Yeah, yeah, you don't simplify your life and then, oh, I'm going to go back to fishing and, you know, go live by the beach in a little shack and surf the rest of my life and, you know, let this money just, you know. Well, usually it's more and more and more and more. It's, yeah, it's, I got, now I could get to buy a Ferrari. Well, why one? I buy my wife one too. And, you know, it's just, and then they're like, shit, man, <laughs> I'm not happy. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, I don't want this one to go too long. Um, so we I have go some. To you guys have to go. Uh, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. I uh, wish Megan could be here, but she's not feeling well. Um, that's what happens when you yeah. knock, knock a girl up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least she's your yeah. wife. Yeah, at least she's my wife. Yeah. How old are you guys now? I'm 31. She's 28. Yeah, so we're the same age. Yeah, I just turned 30 this year. Well, cool, man. Have fun. Um, I'm sure I'll see you in a year or two. Um, it seems hopefully like we're Mexico. Always... Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to get down there. I'm trying to go to South Africa in, oh, uh, yeah. in end of July for a month. So, stoked on that. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Uh, this is, uh, I think, our 10th episode. So, stoked on that. Um, I think we've had over seven or 8,000 listens so far. Uh, spread the word. This is all done old school grassroots style. I don't have time or money to contact people to get sponsors. But if you know anybody, uh, preferably like Patagonia or some rad company like that that wants to sponsor a van life, simple living type travel blog, um, hit me up. Uh, you can email me, Viva La Vacay. Uh, at gmail.com about the podcast Uh, if you want to check out the instagram it's my american dream tour Uh, watson and megan's instagram is driven by megawatts driven by megawatts Um, and you can check out their trip down to baja check out their rig you've probably new new website coming up soon what's the website uh driven by megawatts.com but it's not fully finished and it's always a work in progress you guys have probably seen their van on van life diaries or um van life explorers van life explorers or one of those 15 van lifers 15 aggregators they uh yeah i saw a bunch of reposts on the van i was super stoked to see it so nice to finally see it good job um yeah safe travels man 
Uh, if you guys have any uh, questions or if you want any questions asked by people that live in vans or people that I meet or people that uh, get interviewed in the future, shoot me an email or shoot me a direct message on Instagram. And uh, go check out the new brand, VivaLaVeque.com. Later.